Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half time in the three o'clock games round about the country. Mark Wilson, the Celtic goal just before half time, it certainly changes things. Ange Postacoglu, since he arrived here, has always been telling us that it's not, it's not all about winning the game or focusing on the result. If it's performance based, he'll have a few improvements on his mind, won't he? I think so. Uh, I think it's been sloppy at times from Celtic. Um, I think they've not looked like themselves um, at times, especially in the final third, where they're usually so good and can cut teams open. It's not been like that this afternoon. But the important thing is that they never seem to panic, even when it's going in. To the 44th, 45th minute They still play the same way And how many times have we seen that pass From a full back One Celtic full back Inside the opposition full back To the winger And Maeda Let's not underestimate how hard a ball that is For Maeda to play across the front Other winger coming in Tucks it away And he'll feel a lot easier about it But you're right Ange Postacoglu's standards are that high That he'll be expecting a whole lot better in the second but half in the passing Alessandro Bernabe Didn't go on at Ibrooks And Perhaps felt hard done by And was having a tough start to the game Correct uh, And from the very outset the, the the very first kick of the ball he had He passed it to a commander player um, But the pass is sensational Yeah I think I think Postacog will be happy Look he's come up against a disciplined Commander side Who obviously went there with a game plan And it's worked very well And the frustrated Celtic at times You ain't going to just because you know the quality that Celtic have got, and they have got a quality and abundance. You ain't just going to turn up at Celtic Park and say, "Right, sit back, entertain us, score three, four, five goals." They may do that in the second half. It's all about winning games, and there's different ways to win games. Have Celtic been at their brilliant best? No, but as I say, credit to Kilmarnock, they've made it very difficult, but they've found a way again before half time. And as a manager, you're getting in that dressing room, you're thinking, yeah, okay, we've found that way, let's go and put this game to bed. Now I expect Celtic to do that. Tomoki Iwata took to the pitch at half time to be introduced to the Celtic fans. He took the the mic. I don't know if that means he shared a few words in English. Gabriel, you were probably away getting your pie and missed all this. Yeah, you're right, Gordon. I was watching it on the television yeah, thanks, uh, inside. Thanks for your I, I was watching it on the television inside. He was he said a few words on the microphone. Not exactly sure what they were because the sound wasn't on, but he was on the pitch and he was getting rapturous <laughs> support. So it could be Japanese as far as you're concerned. It, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I'll, I'll ask around. See, as that is <laughs> schoolboy. Do you know something? I'd have Just made lie. anything up there. I know. Yeah. I'd have come out there with singing. He gave us a song. You'll yeah. never walk alone. <laughs> Perfect. Never missed a beat. Um, Hugh, I don't, it doesn't matter much. Ange Postacoglu did say that he was one that had been learning English. I think, yeah. from my limited knowledge, um, you know, Kyogo, Hitati, etc. They'd rely heavily on translation, and I'm sure Iwata will also. But he had been learning English. I wonder if he, if it was if he if he said something to the Celtic fans. And yeah, you know, you know, he's got the microphone. That you don't expect. Perfect English You don't expect Perhaps a, a, a Properly constructed sentence But he made the effort How many of us Could wander over to Tokyo And uh, Deliver a speech To the crowd in Japanese So he's He looks a confident guy And he's had the presence To Take the microphone And speak to the Celtic fans Now The big picture What's he like in a jersey? Any hint of any Changes at the break Gabriel? No, nothing yet, Gordon. The Kilmarnock team have just emerged from the tunnel. Uh, Ange Postacoglu keeping his Celtic players in at the moment. I was going to say, uh, when it was nil-nil, heading towards the break, 
I would have been pretty certain that a few changes would have been coming from Postacoglu. But with that goal, perhaps it changes things. Uh, here comes Celtic now. Let me see if I can spot any changes. Captain Cal McGregor leading them out. Well, looks the same at the moment. Um, Dazen made a last play. No, it looks like it is the same 4-3-3. Uh, Heart in goal, a back four of Stahlfeld, Carter Vickers, Bernabe who keeps his place uh, and Alistair Johnson in midfield, McGregor, Moy and Hatate. Maida is starting on the left with Kyogo through the middle and Jota off the right. No changes at the break. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. If I flick quickly through my football cliche book, Gordon DL. Did Derek McInnes' half-time team talk change drastically? Because we said before, Ange Postacoglu probably doesn't. It's just not yeah. the way he... But when you're Kilmarnock and you think, oh, we're nearly there, let's get in until half-time. No, I don't, I don't think it would, because I think Derek, um, you know, analysing the first 45-plus minutes, apart from the goal, would have been delighted with his, his players. Uh, he's been undone by a terrific ball, and I think the boys picked up the cross in for Jota and over Shikogo, both attacking that space, and Jota getting on the end. It was terrific. So sometimes you just go to hold your hands up and say, "Look, we've got undone with a terrific bit of uh, football," and that's what's happened. But no, I think he'll stick to his game plan. I think he must have been very happy right up until that point, the way the game is planning out. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Celtic approach the second half. Because managers always feel they can do more, Mark, will he not have been a little bit disappointed with the defending? I know Celtic do that to teams and you can't guarantee you stop it, but the cross from from Maeda is from quite wide. It's on the ground the full way. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not smashed across the face and it seems to evade quite a number of, of Kelly players. Yeah, well, I think a, a number of things. Right at the start, yes, it's a great pass for Burnaby, but if I'm a right wing back there, and I've seen Celtic... Probably in the video yesterday with Derek McInnes Probably showing their goals How many times did they play it inside? So from there on in, that's a mistake right away But the cross, you have got to follow your man when it gets in the box so Celtic, How many times have we seen it? Jota, Abada, Kyogo, whoever it is Running off people, running across the face And tapping things in the six-yard line Surely the Kilmarnock defender at the back post Has to follow Jota to make some attempt at a tackle He doesn't and Jota puts it away. Uh, Falkirk Tooman throws nil. Great start to the second half there. Aidan Nisbet with his second of the afternoon. Just to give us maximum time for answers and to get any goals in the second half, Hugh, let's do this. The second half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Scott Booth and Mark Overmars. I've been managed by Hans Meyer and Goose Hiddink. I won domestic cups in multiple countries, including Scotland. I never scored for my own country in any of my six appearances. Who am I? Played alongside Scott Booth and Mark Overmars. Been managed by Hans Meyer and Goose Hiddink. Won domestic cups in several countries, including Scotland but never scored for my country in any of my six appearances. Who am I? At Clyde SSB, and the race starts now. Go, get your thinking caps on. One name, that's all we're looking for. Just throw a guess in. You don't need to be absolutely certain at this stage. You're just trying to piece that all together. Throw a guess in, 
And we'll try and read out as many of the attempts as we can Send them over to at Clyde SSP There's a big goal in the championship A big one local for us as well Partick Thistle 1, Morton nil. It's a Stephen Lawless penalty on 51 minutes That's a huge goal yeah, um, I was actually talking to Mark at half time about that. I thought it was very quiet, nil, nil. I thought there'll be a decent crowd there. Two teams sitting, I think, on the same amount of points. So it's a big, big game. Uh, Ian McCall looking for a reaction from his players. So that certainly uh, was given in the second half. One nil. I still think there'll be more goals. You've got to say, Morton, you know, we're, we're going great at one stage of the season, sitting top of the league, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Just started to go backwards a wee bit. That'd be a huge one for Thistle. Thistle are up and down. They were the exact same last year as well, where they get these great opportunities to sit right in amongst the teams at the top of the league, and they always seem to forfeit it. But this is a game that they must win just to keep in touch with her who are winning 1-0 against Halland. You've actually had some more poetry about your hospital oh, visit. No. I mean, you had it the other night as well. Imagine being a doctor when the Dazzler comes to stay. And seeing his wee gown opening, which he's put on the wrong way, the doc eyes up the patient, sees the shriveled up old skin, says, "There's nothing we can do here. Get that gown straight in the bin." <laughs> is that the creature? Uh, curious creatures, is sent creature. in. <laughs> Excellent charity is alive and well in 2023. Right, right, it's actually been a, speaking of your old friend, curious creatures. It's been a great week for you being uh, reconnected. With friends from your past uh, Come on We had Thursday nights Beat the Pundit Hugh did you yeah. hear it? Yes I did Gordon DL Lost Chaos. on Beat the Pundit To someone known as Chaos the Panda Now it turns out this guy Was the pa- the panda He dressed up as the, the panda mascot When Gordon was the Air United manager So they knew each other They went way back I used and, to drive him to the games And he beat you 1-0 On Beat right, the Pundit okay. Hold on You've been saved Don't think I'm forgetting about this But you've been saved by one of these Goal Flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements St Mirren 1, Hearts 1 A man whose form is so good That Hugh Keevans has got him Coming out of international retirement Is Robert Snodgrass With the equaliser for Hearts Not really at it in the first half Good way to start the second though Snoddy, told you Scott Brown come back he was put in the Scotland team after retiring Snoddy is getting a new lease of life Up here Always benefited from being taught at school by my daughter He's been a good signing For yeah. Hearts oh, I, I did think that as soon as he came I thought he's got too much quality Not to succeed Obviously getting on in years But see when you've got that speed of thought like him And the quality He was always going to be a good signing It's not more midfielder Scotland needs That's for sure No he could do no. Well. Interestingly He's in the goalkeeping development If there is such a thing this week So everyone knows Craig Gordon was kind of, Well he was there on his own As an established number one now After David yeah. Marshall and, and Alan McGregor Had hung up the gloves in recent seasons And then he got the seizing end in the injury And he's 40 And how does he come back And Xander Clark's been in the odd squad But he's never played And there's Liam Kelly And John McLaughlin doesn't really get a look in at, at Rangers um, Did you see the Angus Gunn pursuit seems to have picked up a bit of pace um, again. Now he's obviously the son of Brian Gunn, so therefore, you know, well eligible to play for Scotland. It, you know, it looks like he's he's been asked the question before. They, they've tried before. It's never come to fruition. And some people say, "Ah, hold on a minute. You can't just event. You can't just wait until you realise you're not getting a game for England, and then you come, um, then you come and uh, and play for us." Um, but 
We're going to get back to him as well. That was a, that was a great point I was about yeah. to make. It, it was just taking me five minutes to get there. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And it's your Scottish Premiership Player of the Month scoring again. Kyogo red hot in front of goal. We almost predicted the nature of this earlier. It's a typical Kyogo goal. It was tapped across the face of the goalkeeper. He goes sliding in. I think it did hit a defender as well. And he has scored. We were looking at the first one and thinking he might have got the, the final touch mm, on that. Yeah. But Jota claimed it. Uh, Kyogo's claiming this do you, one. Do you know something? I, I, I listened to Mark putting his defensive head on saying about the Kamarnock defenders, right? I give all the credit in the world. Kyogo is absolutely brilliant at that. His timing is so, so good. Now, people say, well, why can't you just uh, not go with them, pick up the runner? You, some, as a defender, Mark will tell you, as a player, at one point you'll need to look at the ball. And as he looks at the ball, Kyogo makes his run. He, he's brilliant at it. His timing's great. And uh, he gets his reward. As I said to you earlier, there's, there's no panic whatsoever for Celtic. They were up against a very well-disciplined Kamarnock. And it's a great finish. It's a great... That, that is a striker's dream. Any young player, any young boy watching that... That is what you go for. It's a great analysis from your learned friend. It really, and I'm, yeah. I'm being serious because yeah. the movement, Mark. Because he actually this time, Ash Taylor is with him. Ash Taylor sees him, but Kyogo thinks quicker and moves yeah. quicker, and Ash Taylor can't get there. That's pretty much it. When it comes to that penalty box, Kyogo is alert um, and he's right across the face. Him all in his yard, but you've got to say what a terrific goal from one penalty box to the next. Celtic play through the lines, get Moy on it. Hatati's desire to get forward. Doesn't need to take a touch. He just puts it in first time right across the face. And there's Kyogo. Can I, can I pick this up here? And, and if you watch this goal, Kyogo gives Ash Taylor a problem by going sort of a behind him. So Taylor's got to watch him and he's got to watch a ball. The minute that happens, Kyogo's got him exactly where he wants. He makes a run across him, absolutely kills him. What a finish. What a striker's goal. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, Mark, it also feeds into another d debate and Hugh, you get your thoughts on this as well about parking the bus and sitting back that goal Kilmarnock are going for it Kilmarnock are up the pitch they're pressing men forward and then as quick as a flash you see why teams don't go for it and don't yeah. press forward because they were picked off I think both Celtic goals highlight one fact that Celtic players come from a higher plane they are that's why they're at Celtic and the the speed of thought and Burnaby's pass could you see a Kilmarnock player making a pass like that could you see uh, a Kilmarnock forward doing what Kyogo did at the second goal to Ash Taylor I just think it's the difference in quality between the two teams yeah that that's I mean Celtic have got possession of the ball for that second goal there I've got possession of the ball at the right hand side of their own box Kilmarnock rightly pressed you know, loads of fans say well don't park the bus you've got to get in teams faces at Celtic Park and Ibrox because you've got a better chance of getting something it just goes to show you these guys are that good that they wait for those opportunities mm, I think three passes and it's in the back of the net if you're Iwata you're looking down and thinking I could enjoy myself here um, you know the, he's looking Hope at Hope I can get in the team yeah the he's looking at Hatati making the Chance for Kyogo. And Celtic almost shot themselves in the <laughs> foot, though. What about that? Um, yeah. I think it was Starfelt. Carl Starfelt almost firing beyond the Joe Hart from a simple 
um, back pass and uh, eventually it's hacked away Cove Rangers nil Queen's Park 4 a Simon Murray hat trick that's 10 goals in 2 games Cove have lost in the last few days well Paul will know what to do try and tighten up the back line um, obviously just in the building so he needs time there but Cove sitting down there in 8th you know they've got a little bit of a gap um, a couple of moments ago I forgot to tell you about it Maeda ran from round about his own penalty box to the opposition's penalty box with the ball and fired over and you've just got to feel for the Kilmarnock players who are trying to chase him Mark there's just not much you can do <laughs> well uh, unbelievable pace and uh, who is it trying to get back well, there power at first it's, but he gives up quite quickly Christiane then tries to get back but Maeda so quick just away from about three of them there and just in the end he takes a shot just over the bar but he really has had a purple patch after the World Cup, he's came back full of confidence. He, first, was it the first game back? Did he get taken off at half time? Half time at Pataudry. And then yeah. thereafter, he's. Thereafter, he's been great. Easter Road obviously scores a great goal. Well, misses an absolute sitter, mm. but then bounces back with that great goal. And then since then, he's been terrific. Like, I don't mind being interrupted by goals, Hugh, and the moment's probably gone, but very quickly since we were discussing people <coughs> who might get called up by Scotland and so on, what did you, what did you read into that Angus Gunn? Well, scenario at the midweek. I'm not bothered if he waited for an England cap and the wait meant that the, the, the call never came. I'm not bothered, you know, because that's the way of international football in the 21st century. You don't have to have been born here and know the words to Flower of Scotland. Uh, so if he accepts the call up from Stevie Clark, good luck to him. I'd like to be bothered, you know, I like people who are that sure of themselves and honourable and you want someone who's willing to play for us, no questions asked. She Adams, I think he mm-hmm. took, a, took a while and now, you know, there wasn't any complaints when he was banging them in against Denmark. Yeah. Just want, you know, I don't know. Take anybody, Gordon. Anybody <laughs> that's <laughs> good enough. Anybody that's yeah. good enough. Uh, I'm, I'm you with get you. It, though, you get the other side of it. I get the other side that there will be supporters that think... Everybody Scotland should be their first choice, but like if these guys, some of these players aren't born in Scotland, then, then why would it be their first yeah. choice? Well, I'm looking at a Celtic team here, who you know, Glaswegian, born and bred, uh, never, ever, ever did I think I would see the day when uh, a Japanese player would cross the ball for another Japanese player to score, while two Japanese players who are signed but have not yet played for Celtic sit and look on. Uh, and there's a fifth Japanese player on the park at the same time. The world's changed. You, you, you know, your wee bit of Helen Glenn is for another time. And when it's, n- <laughs> <laughs> I suppose when it's not nice you, one. you know, everyone, well, maybe not everyone. Lots of people kind of celebrated the last month and said, you know, good on Jason Cummings. He's been capped for Scotland. Now look at him. He's over there with Australia and he's living the dream and he's got to the World Cup and. I suppose you, you do see it now, not not to everyone's taste, I do appreciate. But we'll keep an eye, maybe Angus Gunn is the next goalkeeper to play for Scotland. Maybe Xander Clark and mm. Liam Kelly will be hoping that that is not the case. They um, two are in me a shout though. You know, Simon Murray's fourth of the afternoon, Cove yeah. Rangers nil, Queen's Park five. Can Paul Hartley change his mind? <laughs> oh. like a, a, well, a grace period. The thing you'd have to say about Paul, he's, he's only in the door, he wouldn't have worked with the players. However... A lot of the players that are there would have worked with Paul um, and they know his ideas. Because at this time of year, you're having a look at receipts, aren't you, to see how long you've got after <laughs> Christmas to return the unwanted gifts. Oh, I, I got stung with that. 
with my boy, got my a nice jumper, receipt, didn't fit him, receipt had expired, couldn't send it back. Sure, give it to me. So that's that the one you were wearing. I thought that looked a bit expensive for him to have uh, bought no, for himself. Yes, yeah, so that was for someone that. else. That was from uh, a boy. Oh, that's, nice. that's it was easy. a bit young looking as well. I've got. To <laughs> it was a bit young. Yeah, a bit trendy. He for came you. straight. <laughs> in. Oh, no, no, <laughs> He's come straight <laughs> in with a Christmas tracksuit no, on the day. Full Christmas tracksuit. Hundred percent. I've never seen him wear it before. Get the label on. Let's get label hanging out the back. This is old. No, the jumper no, no. The earlier. jumper and the trackies are brand new Christmas no, no. gifts. Absolutely not. The thickest hoodie you'll ever see in it's your life. It's cold out there. I could see the thickness of it all the way down the <laughs> corridor when you were walking in. I said to Gordon, look at this I guy. Did, I did rip the label off it. <laughs> <laughs> the car park. Sitting in the car. Listen, no sh- we've all been there. Oh, I, I, saw, I, saw someone make, I saw someone make that point on Twitter and I'm definitely skipping over him saying that he looks hot today <laughs> I'm not giving that any attention um, saying that like it's, it's embarrassing after Christmas when you go out with your new trainers on and it's so obvious and everyone says oh look at them did Santa give you the horrible you want to go scuff them first I know, I know. Make sure oh, he's got to say new trainers <laughs> by the way are we allowed to mention no, brands here? No, because he's sponsored. I'm sponsored from head to toe and Under Armour and Under Armour trainers. <laughs> I don't think he's taking a frustrated PE teacher to the new level. Oh, oh. Should set up for the classes ahead for the full second half is of the year. This for your rehab for your knee. This is for yeah, because obviously I'll be out the golf course. So what kind is that gym. T-shirt under that Under Armour zipper? <laughs> And it was an <laughs> Under Armour hoodie he has on top of that. Hoodie yeah. on top of the Under Armour zipper. I've got uh, my Under Armour water bottle in the car as well. Incredible. <laughs> Fully sponsored athlete. Um, Carter Vickers was down for a bit, um, but I think it was a was it a knock to the face. Yeah, yeah so yeah. not to say that's okay, but I just mean it probably doesn't mean any long-term concern. Um, a hat-trick of subs coming on for Celtic, says Gabriel. Would you refer to subs as a hat-trick? I don't know. A trio, um, a trio. Jakumakis, Abada and O'Reilly coming on and big one of these in the Highlands. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Ross County nil, Livy won Bruce Anderson with the goal. <coughs> he was Livy's top scorer last season and he has indeed opened the scoring for Livingston. Whatever big Malky tries it not coming off. Uh, Ross County nailed it to the floor of uh, the Premiership and Livy, the permanent pest. They're either in your face or in front against all expectation. So there you are. Yeah, Ross County, last season, Humboldt and Charles Cook got them out of so many holes. You know, with some extraordinary goals at times when they were out of games. They've just not got that this season. And Malky Mackay and a spot of baller. I've got to give you a little pat on the back. You called it. Thank and you. He, call, he called the goal scorer. I did say Bruce yeah. would. Bruce yeah. would Absolutely bag. brilliant. So Moy, Jota, and Kyogo going off. Jakimakis, Abada, and O'Reilly going on. So that's just mm. it's typical Celtic, really, at this stage on the hour mark. We've seen more replays of the Kyogo goal. I think. I think it's going down as an Ash Taylor own goal. Huh? Well, you did call that right away yeah. when you saw well, it. I thought Kyogo got a nick, but own goal. Certainly looking at the television, Sky have given it to, <laughs> as an Ash Taylor own goal. You'd need a forensic analysis of this because it looks like. I think it still looks like it's on target. So if that's the case, a touch from Ange, Ash Taylor, Ange Taylor uh, shouldn't 
change anything, but maybe Kyogo doesn't get this the touch. guy to the left of me would be claiming that all day. That, long, listen, that's you? not. I think any striker would be. Anything. I think a ball like that, you get a nick on it, you're putting it goalwards. If it takes a nick off the defender, because uh, it should be Kyogo. Trio goal. of subs says Gabriel now for Kilmarnock as well. Um, Lions, Dodge, and Armstrong on as they try. And you never know. I don't think it's particularly likely, but. Get one and try and shake this up a bit, Hugh, or maybe even limit the damage. Um, you know, to be fair, the, the, they've tried. Um, they're not being embarrassed or humiliated. It's only two. Uh, so maybe Derek McInnes has a, a grandstand finale in mind, but uh, belatedly, it's turned into a better performance from Celtic. And the, the, the subs again highlight the difference in quality to bring on Abada, Giacomakis. And Matt O'Reilly, you know, if you're Derek McInnes, you're thinking, what chance have you got? That's the thing, Hugh. See the Celtic fans going along. I mean, in years go by, your manager makes a sub. Often one of the favourites go off to a stand innovation and they're bringing on somebody who's trying to get in the team. Oh, for a lot of the fans, the favourites are actually coming on the pitch. Oh. Think, is it good then? Is it better as a fan? You go, I'm going to get to see 16 of my favourites today yeah. rather than... It's just a modern day game, isn't it? Um, you know, especially when the game's away from Kamarnock, you've got that luxury to look forward to planning the next few games, get people off. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Bruce Anderson at the double and Livy at the double. That's not what Malky McKay needed at all. I know Livingston felt they were a bit depleted, couldn't fulfil the subs bench. Uh, no Joel Nubley. Well, Bruce Anderson stepping up today, Ross County Nil, Livy too. Result that for yeah. for Martindale. I mean, he just keep, they just keep churning out results. I know we keep going on about it. Surprised every year, but that's a terrific result. Going up there, it's never easy. Going up to Dingwall, even when Ross County are struggling, and they just keep getting result after result. As things stand, they would go above Aberdeen the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Aberdeen are slipping down to sixth unless they can get something going here. Uh, but. St Johnston could put them in the bottom six perhaps Hearts penalty claim might get checked play's still going on obviously you have to wait for some sort of natural stoppage so we'll take a look at whether that comes to fruition or not in the near future but Bruce Anderson getting that double let me find out how much of a pessimist you are Gordon from a Motherwell perspective yeah are you happy to just see the likes of Ross County below you are you happy to just see them Losing is that the priority, or do you still look? Oh, you could catch Livy, so you know you you don't you don't start looking at it that way. Right now, um, I'd be delighted Ross County losing Saturday, but my full concentration would be tomorrow. Uh, my, they need to get they need to get a win, and they're up against a Hibs team that need to get a win. Two man look, I think probably Lee Johnson will come under a lot more pressure than Stevie Hamill, but for Stevie. He wants to get them going again. Last year, I know that obviously Graham Alexander was in the building as well. Stevie Hamill takes over by Brian. Seven games in the calendar year. Ain't good enough. And they're slipping down the table and slipping down the table. They're at home tomorrow. Um, They've got the ability to go and a little run. Of course they have. But they need to start somewhere. That three points needs to come at Fur Park tomorrow. Uh, Now there has been a VAR check for handball at Celtic Park. Uh, but no penalty uh, not given I need to give you a bit more detail uh, on that let me just find out a bit more about it um, 
been quite the week for that type of discussion and quite frankly we could be doing without any more of it for at least a day um, just to give us all a bit of peace and quiet but we will we'll take a look so in the in the Kilmarnock box for Celtic or against no yeah and it would have been a penalty to Celtic yeah, okay. um, but I think it was kind of f- the description kind of flicked up by the Kelly defenders who sort of kicked it off each other would have been harsh says Gabriel um, don't expect everyone to agree with that obviously because we yeah. don't agree on anything um, but you can pour over that one at your leisure uh, Hugh remind us of the who am I question ok I have played alongside Scott Booth and Mark Overmars I've been managed by Hans Meyer and Goose Hiddink I won domestic cups in several countries including Scotland but I never scored for my country in any of my six appearances who am I? Very good answers coming in a few people getting it right let's help you and eliminate some of the wrong ones Mark Patterson thinks it could be the last guy you want to get printed on your strip Jan Venegur of Hesselink No Is he just on that? I've got a because these things stop coming on your radar the older you get I've got a friend I've got a young boy who are looking to get his name printed in the back of his top and apparently it's, it's much much harder to get that these days they were saying it's just I, not I quite as wouldn't want to stick any anyone in, in trouble because I'm sure there's a legitimate reason for it but you know that famous place that you would usually go in this part of the world to get it done apparently you can't do that anymore Oh, if they stopped doing I don't want to misrepresent them, so I won't name them, but that was what they said. They may be talking absolutely ah, right, okay, That was yeah. a joy when you were young, wasn't it? Picking the name and going to get Brilliant. it. Brilliant. You're talking you about it. your uh, episode with Graham Shinney. Mm-hmm. When Jan Venegur of Hesselink was here, uh, the big season, and he eventually scored the goal that won the title um, for Celtic and Gordon Strachan at Tannadice. But he was going through a spell in the season, and I had a few words. Uh, it's not like it, you No But you come back about 10 years later It must have been you know, Occasionally they bring back yeah, yeah. A player who played for Celtic And it, it's to mark a special occasion And at the press conference I opened my mouth And he said I know you You were the guy on the radio And I thought Oh Seriously? no Was he playing yeah. American Gangster When he was there? Just shows you, Hugh, they all listen. They oh, say yeah, they yeah, don't, yeah. but they listen. Said, I know you. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Dazzler has got it, although the spelling leaves a lot well, to know, be desired. Know, know, Hold on. How can you spell this name wrong? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's added in a letter that just shouldn't be there. Anyway, oh, Stephen Kelly <laughs> thinks it's Hans Gilhouse. You can think again. Alan Lappin's gone for the full name Reginald Blinker. Not Reggie. James Laird thinks Theo Snelders. Goalkeeper? No. I can see it all going for the same nationality here because Stu thinks it's Bert Conterman. Oh, that, that's who I thought it was. But Paul Withers has gone completely rogue with Curtis Main. Wow. He must be. <laughs> I think he's maybe just taking mm, the He's having a good Saturday, I think. Um, anyway, we'll get the right answer soon. Keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB. Good shout, Daz. Bad spelling. I, I can't good believe I put that in there. <laughs> the content, uh, the vowel. Right, come on, statisticians. That's twelve and two games. Give yeah. me the last Scottish team to concede six in consecutive games. Ooh. Cove Rangers nil, Queen's Park six, Grant Savory. 
and they're still breaking. Seriously, well, we played Dundee United at home uh, in the cup, and then went to St Johnson, conceded seven. Nah, two cup uh, games, though. We'll let you away uh, with that. You know, higher. Uh, legal position Thanks, Still 15 minutes left in that though And Ooh. it's 6-0 at the moment At least Cove's got one In fact did they not open the scoring last week And then concede They did, six? They did yeah, yeah. Well, It's 6-0 at the moment Ooh, This one. could be an important one Goal flashes With Clydebilt Home Improvements Goal Aberdeen And it's Duke again This one he will be hoping stands After getting one uh, ruled out earlier on It was a long ball from Kelarus The Aberdeen goalkeeper so it sort of tells you the route to one nature of it Outside of the foot finish Duke making no mistake And that one should stand And that would be right on time for Jim Goodwin Hugh. Very much so um, Because the, he would have Felt the pressure mounting And the crowd The rumbling and mumbling would have been getting louder uh, So he's not Over the line But that's a relief And he just has 15 minutes or so to hang on Duke looks a good player I mean I've been impressed with him when he's on the ball and the things he does it's just we'll keep going back to it I'm falling ball. over too often and too easy kind of detracts from the player he is they're having a look though oh, no. they're having a look <laughs> VAR Review with Clydebilt Home Improvements if and it's happened. been given oh. He's fine It stands Aberdeen 1 St Johnston 0 Duke on 74 minutes Third time lucky then Two chopped off By VAR Third one stands So uh, By goal Yeah He now has to make sure though Jim Goodwin That uh, there are no Belated Surprises Yeah because then That brings a whole Different type of pressure Doesn't yeah. it yeah. <laughs> When you're one up then And you're within Touching distance um, fans definitely expect you to see it over the line, but we'll I just see. I just wonder what the fans will be like. It, it, you know, Dave will be able to tell. They've us. said at halftime a, a bit of a mix, a few boos, even even at one 0 Now I go oh, back yeah. to the the fan at phoned here a couple of weeks ago when it was looking okay for Aberdeen, saying it was the football was dreadful. I just wonder what they think after today if it's been a better performance to match the result or it's been know, a bit lacklustre. As things stand and it can change, it would be a point gained on. Hearts, I get. Um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes it. If that happens, that makes it a good day. Sorry, a couple of points gained on on Hearts are drawing at the moment. At, at that point, you're you're not dwelling on and plus the nature of you. When Hugh gives him a little bit of confidence going into next weekend's yeah. semi final as well, you don't want to give him a, another defeat, probably under severe pressure uh, against Rangers at Hamden. I and that's the thing, you know, for all the. Moaning and grinding for Aberdeen fans. If Jim wins today and then he's got the opportunity to to get to a final, how different a season look, looks within ten days. Um, and of course, the likelihood is though you have to get past both of Glasgow's big two to win it. Certainly one of them. So that can be you know it was the the Derek McInnes argument we had at many times. Didn't win enough trophies, which. It's true. You can't you can't argue with that. that that's just no. black and white. One trophy. But at the same time, when up against Brendan Rodgers, when you keep running into Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team, it's a bit tougher. And yes, I accept there were other cup exits that didn't involve that, but quite a few, you know, semis and, and finals. Hmm. Um, that's well, probably why I'm standing here, not in the English Premiership. I just kept running into Celtic Rangers in the cup games. Wow. <laughs> What a statement that is yeah, That's well, the right. only reason Well yeah. Hugh and, and the lads at uh, the ground I'll tell you my rec- record was terrific mm. 
Anyway, Obelize come on for Bradley for Livy. They've gone five at the back. They're just going to shore it up. The big guy that stands next to you sometimes, Is Marvin he? Bartley. Defensive coach. He's oh, defensive okay. coordinator. Oh, he'll be drinking he'll his be. gallon of water just now. He, he just drinks speak. a lot of I water, he does. Seen. Oh, oh my. Has he got one of the big Jimbo's? He brings a tank in here. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's incredible. You can I, tell, you know that way though, he just. Looks like he looks after himself, oh. not like the rest of you. You know, uh, like no, like no, yeah. like fifteen coffees over there, no, like cold baked beans in the other yeah. corner. See, <laughs> you know what I mean, see what I this guy yeah. is a picture of health when he comes in. He is, you, you drink that sharp. much water, I'd have to sleep in the bath in it. I, I, there was no point yeah. me going to my bed. Outrageous! Uh, it's incredible. I could Healthy see you. Lifestyle. I could see you eyeing up the bottle the other night and thinking, <laughs> "What's going on no. here?" I bet you didn't have the courage to say to him though on the, No he did at the break did He said uh, Marvin just um, how often do you need to go to the Well he didn't say it this <laughs> way obviously You get a goldfish in that <laughs> How often do you need to go to the bathroom during the night He was asking put me on a timer here Ah Incredible. By the way, Matt, are you still on the f- like fifteen coffees? You've not reduced that in the new year as a No, not at, all. not at all, I love my coffee Well no joke, we've been in here for how many hours? How many coffees you had? Just Every time calm Walks by. Yeah, <laughs> go for a coffee. Callum actually just ignores me. I think you're getting the end of his work now, Callum. This week, you um, everyone I tell that you drink that number, they think that's one. You know, you do that. You pick a really high, exaggerated number to make your story sound better. Ah, that's true. Just it thin, they don't. They don't believe me that you genuinely drink take biscuits for fifteen it. coffees in a day, and I don't take sugar, so it's very anyway. Very it's healthy. all started with Marvin Bartley five at the back, keeping it tight, defensive coordinator. <laughs> Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. The county have pulled one back. It's oh, game oh, on. Ross County one, Livingston two. It's Jordan White. It looked last season like he could only score against Rangers at times, but he scored against Livia, former Livingston player, of course. A close range header from Callaghan's back post header back across the goal and we've got a nice tidy finish on our hands up well, there looks a bit embarrassing if you bring on players to make it five at the back and the first thing you do is concede a goal so uh, Marvin and Davy Martindale will not be happy with that turn of events surely that won't turn around surely they won't lose a two goal lead I can't see well, it because, well, it's only very now it becomes nervy for mm. Livy now though, doesn't it? it. Mm. County have got nothing to lose. Oh, 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 it's getting checked though. It's getting the old, oh. it's getting the treatment. VAR Review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's getting checked. So Fraser Wishart will keep us up to speed. Um, Clark has come on for Gordon um, for St Johnston. Uh, and the other Clark, Xander, saved from Curtis Main and then goes down injured from the corner. Xander Clark. Oh my. Um, Hearts will be I think they cursed their luck a long time ago so they'll be hoping that he gets back up is there not this week Craig Halkett missing the rest of the season yeah, as well yeah, yeah. having Same already missed long periods Liam Boyce Michael Smith we know John Suter previously Kai Rolls this season uh, the list just goes on and on Beningame for ages just you're some squad You've got well, to some see. injury list. Yeah, I know, but when when you hear the injury list, offside in- given that oh, Jordan White goal oh. does not stand. Uh, so there we go, um, and that's what it's there for. Yep, correct decision. So David Martin, Dale, and Big Marv under a wee bit of pressure get into that final fifteen minutes. It's subsided now. They're fine. Yeah, and sometimes the offsides it feels like they're taking ages, but I just don't know what they're having to check in the lead up to find out if it was something else that yeah. should have. Well, a few weeks ago, David Martindale had a quote after the game. I don't know how games are refed anymore. So we'll see what he thinks about that one. The get out of jail decision. 
Um, yeah, we will indeed find out. St Mirren making changes as well. Are they going to try and snatch a late winner? Fraser, you can tell Fraser Wisher's grumpy about these things. He says, oh. good old VAR chopped off three goals today. Well, yeah, it must be the right decision. Yeah, but Fraser's getting a bit excited he's got two goals. Good that's what he's needing yeah. he's wanting more goals yeah, that's what it is yeah good journey down the road he'll enjoy his own company you know, we always talk about the players that, or the team that scores a goal how it must feel you know celebration imagine you're Livingston just now you're two up you're thinking we're cruising oh, oh we've just conceded and you're thinking here we go we're in for a battle goals chopped off must feel absolutely brilliant it's the thing I don't like about it it's that you'll have so much joy and excitement and then it's just snatched away from you that's the only thing I don't like I've, about I've it. noticed because we're late to the party so I've, for years I've watched to see what the effect was because it was, it was one of the obvious concerns I thought you'd be, if you lose the moment of joy when a goal goes in football's done it's like the best thing about football I still feel like players do celebrate don't they? Yeah. have you ever seen anyone not. really pull it back? you'll see the odd one but by and large players still run away daft they might look a bit yeah. embarrassed a second later but yeah, no, I think the majority of players still celebrate. But if it ever does kill that, then they need to think about ah, it because it's the yeah. best bit of football for sure. I would love to see teams celebrate though, like Livy. They've just so the goal's been chopped off <laughs> and all the yeah. get right up in the faces <laughs> of the Ross County players. <laughs> I think you probably see a bit yeah. of that sometimes. Gives a B, uh, gives an A. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Hednell, Airdrie 1, Callum Gallagher on 84 minutes. Not a bad time to score if you've made that long trip up there from North Lanarkshire. Your head struggling badly. This year changed the manager, David Robertson, and same result, so. I told you that was my. You know, like you guys do. You watch a team for half an hour, you make this broad prediction, and then you just, you just live by it. I mm-hmm. spent my summer, I managed to see one game. In fact, I left early, right? <laughs> um, Peterhead losing in the League Cup and I thought they look in a world of trouble and it maybe just be a lucky I'm a lucky I remember prediction. you saying that Gordon no I remember you saying they look so poor at this minute they were really just short on numbers as well and they, they were comfortably beaten by a team from a lower division and it just it didn't look great but anyway uh, right another one of these Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Duke could have had a hat-trick VAR played its part earlier he's got his second though it is a header from a Hayes corner and Aberdeen look to be home and hosed they'll be feeling a lot better and there's Giacomakis rattled the bar from 25 yards for Celtic um, great effort just not quite close enough um, and almost uh, Celtic taking a 3-0 lead but it remains to Aberdeen do take a 2-0 lead Hugh that should be that yeah for sure um, it's been a bad Start to 2023 for Callum Davidson, uh, losing a late goal to Tony Watt when Dundee United went to McDermott Park. Now they've lost this game today. They've got the crowd trouble going on uh, because of the prices they are charging for the cup tie against Rangers mm. and because they're giving the Rangers fans three stands and <laughs> moving their season ticket holders elsewhere. It's a troubling start to 2023 amid talk of a takeover bid for the club yeah absolutely it looks like Aberdeen will take all three points are both one Inverness four Lewis Nicholson uh, making that a comfortable you're banging the goals yeah, in Inverness yeah. some form, eh? and all yeah. the talk about um, hold on did yeah, I for six yards <laughs> see Gab- Gabriel is <laughs> yeah he's still, uh, he's, still in his bag. he's he's skating on thin ice this afternoon yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, down, he's down watching the TV 
That was in Jackie Mackey's header from five yards, not, not 25. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant error. I think does it come off the post as well. He's furiously <laughs> typing a message to me yeah. to try and absolve himself from blame here. He's in the. He's he in actually the stand. plays the game. Yeah. In, well, he plays amateur football, doesn't he? He's in the stand saying to Iwata What did you say at half time? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, hold on, right up. Has he hit the bar twice in quick succession? Oh, has he? Well, so he says he's trying to get. Uh, yeah, I'll believe him. He says that we're at it, but I, I genuinely didn't didn't mean it intentionally. I just saw Jackie Marcus hit the bar from a header and thought that can't be the the twenty five yard effort. But anyway, um, Kelty Hearts two one up at Clyde now. Kyle Zocker to eighty fifth minute. Jim Duffield tells oh. us it was never a penalty. I'm sure, um, but that could be a big result for Kelty. Celtic look comfortable. A third looks relatively likely now. They've had a, a quiet spell followed by. Two Jackie Marcus efforts off the bar yeah. Apparently I've only seen one They are night and day From the first half version of themselves And uh, they've been much more entertaining <laughs> Jackie Marcus oh! did oh! He did, indeed, right. he did yeah. indeed hit the, pole, uh, hit the bar <laughs> 25 yards Gabriel, well done yeah, we Never doubted you mate Exactly right Full up. time in the championship Cove nil Queens Park 6 Paul Hartley Knows fine well how big a job he's got in his hands now, Hugh, if he didn't before. And uh, Queen's yep. Park still top of the championship. You know, for someone of my age who remembers Queen's Park uh, in the top division in Scottish football, in my childhood, to see them there, they are now no longer an amateur club and a few games away, perhaps, from going back into the top flight for the first time in well, 60 years and more. Uh, it would be quite a story. And I, I hope... My friend Oni Coyle does it. It doesn't seem uh, like they, they maybe they took their foot off the gas. Fifteen minutes to go, they should have scored more. The goal difference will come in. I'm sure oh. no one, no one's going to be of that mindset. James Forrest on for Celtic. Uh, what else? Charlie Riley's got Albion Rovers four up. Ooh, Partick Thistle two, Morton one. Ross Docker to 89th minute. Morton had pulled uh, level there. It looks like Thistle have gone and snatched it at the death. What a big goal that could turn out to be. Let's finish this, Hugh. Yep. The second half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Scott Booth and Mark over Mars. I've been managed by Hans Meyer and Goose Hiddink. I won domestic cups in several countries, including Scotland. I never scored for my own country in any of my six appearances. I am Michael Moles. Ah, there we are, M-O-L-S. <laughs> How did you spell it? <laughs> like the animal. Like Moles, the animal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was excited lads Eamon uh, Maguire in third place Well done Eamon Steve Who's at Funk Soul Brother on Twitter Decent enough Fate. name yeah. uh, And JC was the winner Well done JC at Hit the Byline He was the fastest Sent that tweet in very quick Knows his Michael Moles knowledge And uh, there we have it Good one I like that Just the right level of difficulty I would say Because there was lots yeah. of wrong answers Where would they have played with Scott Booth? Scott Booth played in Holland. Yeah. Ah, you tricked. Yeah. That's course. Michael. That was Michael Moe's main sort of club, wasn't it? I was thinking Booth at Dortmund. Quick collapse from Peterhead. That three 0 now. Charlie Telfer with a 90th minute penalty for Airdrie. Good player, Scotty Booth. Yeah. Yeah. Played Good player. Did I play 
<laughs> oh, mate, well, honestly, I mean, you must have played against him. Oh, look, forget this. What? The, <laughs> why make this statement if you're not sure? As if we need to now go on a big piece of conversation about whether or not you, you played, played against uh, Scott. Who cares? No offence. Uh, <laughs> he's taken. He does. He's actually googling Scott Booth at the minute. Fifty-one. You would have. Yeah. You would have. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now we, can lock, we can knock that in the head. Um, bit of pressure from Kamarnock at the end as they look to try and get something rather than just hanging on. A couple of corners don't really come to much, um, but certainly trying to do it in the right area of the pitch. To be honest, I think Celtic have been excellent in the second half. Created so many chances. Take it even away as Yakimakis hitting the bar twice. Twice. Yeah. Quick succession. Abada went close, we've had others flash across the face. Just that, you know, final touch was needed just to make this more comfortable for Celtic. What they wouldn't want to do is lose a goal right at the death to put a different spin in the game or put them under pressure, but I think they've been good this second half. A couple of changes for Aberdeen, they're just running down that clock now. 2-0 up, Duncan and Ramirez on for Clarkson and Duke, who I'm sure gets a good response from the Aberdeen fans. He had the ball in the net three times, two of them counted. And one didn't, but um, can't really argue with his contribution today. Yeah, not just that. It's a, it's a massive result for Jim. And we touched on it earlier, getting into a big, big game uh, next week at Hamden against Rangers. But he was under pressure at home. Um, a lot of fans would have been going along there. If that didn't go right today, I think Jim was in serious, serious trouble. Got to say, this Aberdeen board have certainly backed him. They've brought in some good players or good quality players up there. It's up to Jim now to keep the results going. But that's a big result for him today, no doubt. Well, Dave Cormack is thinking, I appointed Stephen Glass. It didn't work. Had to end that arrangement. I appointed Jim Goodwin. Can you really keep on sacking managers? You know, but results mean everything. Yeah, and things can change so quickly. We, all, we just throw that word pressure around you know Aberdeen fans were unhappy so if that if that's what you mean then yeah fine but in the space of one afternoon Mark they go on to 29 points Hearts are now in 32 you know that's pretty close by anyone's estimation yeah. Yeah, it, you've got to think if you're the chairman especially Dave Cormack what is working for Aberdeen what what does that mean you know you've got to think finishing third yeah okay if you finish fourth is it a disaster probably not getting to a cup final oh, big chance missed James Forrest the keeper saves then the rebound and he hammers it off the post somehow uh, not 3-0 for Celtic it does remain 2 yeah but uh, so if you're an Aberdeen fan I get the impression that you're never going to be happy unless you're winning a cup every year it's just unrealistic when you're coming up against Celtic and Rangers particularly Celtic in recent years and coming undone then you're just being beaten by the better team with a bigger budget who's expected to win things every year yeah but you're getting beaten with St Mernon and getting beaten with Kilmarnock and that's something that us types down here it's easy for us to say that and Mm. the fans they just don't feel that way so you can't begrudge that no not at all Um, I assume they have the third biggest budget in the country Hearts, Hearts, Hearts must be. will be close. I think in terms of cup football, no one will ever win the league again other than Celtic and Rangers. Um, but in terms of cup football, if you're an Aberdeen fan or a Hearts fan, you're entitled to think that one season, I mean, St Johnson did it twice. So you're entitled to think that you should be capable of doing it every now and then. Oh, absolutely, but then it's just it's those fine margins, which is that frustrating phrase isn't it you know just because you you know it, 
it's a great day for for yeah. fans. But you know, I'm, I'm me- an actual an actual measure of sort of consistent success or a measure of where you are would be the regular third place finishes that, yeah. that that Aberdeen had second place. But of course, when you don't translate that into something that you hold above your head, yeah. I get it. You know, and, you, and you obviously you do get, want more of that. You don't get a parade down yeah, Union Street exactly. or Princess Street uh, for that. Uh, and fans like a bit of glory. I mean, the Hibs fans got it, you know, mm-hmm. when when they won the cup for the first time in a hundred and odd years. Uh, oh, James Forrest chance, by the way, that double chance, unbelievable. Um, Celtic <laughs> should be. He's got a score there. The the first one he puts right at the goalkeeper, but the second one, it's on the volley in the six yard line. Point of time, he's just got to burst the net with that. I don't know how Celtic oh. haven't managed to score a third goal <laughs> in this second half. Full time in Dingwall, Fraser Wishart's. Full time here, Livingston have got the three points as Ross County nil, Livingston two. And interesting to hear what both managers have to say because at one point David Martindale went from being angry and worried at the sideline to delighted at the final whistle. And Malcolm Mackay, I think, will think this side could have won it and played well at times, but uh, the county dominating in the second half, creating chance after chance. Bruce Anderson stepped up with two goals in two minutes, excellent finishes, and the three points go back down the A9 with Livingston. Forgettable first half, little to report. The only real talking point was when Livy did to the ball in the back of the net. A lovely pass by Bruce Anderson, outstanding throughout the whole game. Put Andrew Shinney through, one on one the goalkeeper, good low finish, but the linesman of these flag up and VAR confirmed it was offside. I think both managers look for more composure, quality ball in the second half. I think we definitely got that a minute and a really good chance for Russ Callahan. County midfield player found space in the box. Quick turn and shot, saved the legs of George. I felt he should have done better and perhaps even scored. Penrice went close at the other end with a low shot from 18 yards, just wide, and it looked certainly it was going to be a much better second 45 which it was on the hour Cancola should have opened the scoring for Ross County Edwards did really well on the left hand side his low cross was flicked into the path of Cancola by Sub who will just on the park a lovely touch by Cancola 18 yards out gave himself plenty of space he went for the side foot finish but he put it inches wide rather than scoring and Malky had his head in his hands then captain Keith Watson snapshot was tipped over by Livy keeper George's County were on top and David Martindale becoming really animated but his demeanour changed completely when his side took the lead against a run of play on 67 minutes. Stephen Bradley did well on the right-hand side. His low right foot cross. Bruce Anderson just checked back a bit off his defender and a really good high finish from eight yards by the striker. And two minutes later, it was 2-0. Anderson got the ball in halfway and he drove straight at Randall. It was 1v1. Randall backed off into the box. He should have made a challenge, but by the time he did, Anderson skipped by him, got a yard and a brilliant finish by the striker low across the goalkeeper. That not just stuffing out of county. Did with the ball in the back of the net. Ross Callan headed the ball back across goal from a long ball and John White headed it into the net but VAR gave Ross Callahan offside then Jakoviti was inches wide with a back header and the keeper beaten you could tell it was not going to be County's day and in fact it was Anderson that almost got his hat-trick in stoppage time his effort was saved by the legs of Laidlaw full time here Ross County nil, Livingston 2 uh, there's a VAR check for a stamp by a Hearts player alleged stamp so Hearts could be about to receive a red card but we'll keep an eye on it let's go and get a full time story from Pataudry with Dave Galloway full time Aberdeen 2 St Johnson 0 Aberdeen started on the front foot and dominated possession with Shinny looking very impressive in midfield they celebrated when Duke netted uh, with a lovely turning shot from Clarkson's free kick only for a VAR review to rule out for offside Saints threatened little at the other end but May's header from Wright's cross flashed just wide 
side. Majowski really should have scored when he got in behind, pouncing on a defensive lapse, but his attempt to chip over Matthews lacked power, and the goalie got back to stop the ball crossing the line. And the striker once again powered through as half-time beckoned, but again Matthews saved as yet another chance went a-begging. St Johnson looked uh, rather sprightly heading into the second half. Murphy on the angle shot uh, over the bar and from a corner May's header at the near post went over as well. Ramadani's drive was deflected narrowly wide for the Dons but the home side weren't carving out as many chances as they did before the interval with the Saints looking much more in the game. However Aberdeen broke the deadlock on 74 minutes. A simple long punt up the park and Duke was onto it in a flash to stab in the opening goal and it was Duke at the double 10 minutes later heading home Hayes' corner so a much needed win for the Dons their first in six matches Aberdeen 2 St Johnston 0 still no outcome on and yes it is oh, sorry it's not Hearts my apologies it's Marcus Fraser's been sent off so it was the other way round uh, in the end so St Mirren um, he had given a free kick to St Mirren that's where the confusion came from um, but maybe uh, the retaliation or something along those lines right in the 95th minute Marcus Fraser of St Mirren sent off after a VAR check it's finished at Celtic Park Gabriel yeah full time here Gordon and it is Celtic 2 Kilmarnock nil Jota's tapping on the stroke of half time and Kyogo's deflected finish in the second half make the difference for the league leaders who move a massive 12 points clear at the top of the table it wasn't all plain sailing Uh, Celtic started the game way off the pace some extremely slack passing Uh, but credit to Kilmarnock they had really good shape they didn't sit too deep they were really well organised by their manager and there were very few chances in the first 45 Hyogo did have the ball in the net after a lovely shot across but the linesman managed to flag up very early and VAR confirmed it was clearly offside the pivotal moment in the game came just before the interval and it was almost a mirror image of that disallowed goal uh, Alexandro Bernabe had been slack with his passing early on but he slid Maida in with a brilliant pass uh, in between the centre-halves and the full-back uh, Maida himself cut the ball across and both Jota and Kyogo were in the middle of the goal Jota nicked in ahead of Kyogo and tapped it in Killian Derek McInnes would have been so disappointed to concede at that time so close to getting in level but Celtic improved greatly in the second half in the 51st minute it was the first time in the game that Killy were cut open properly at the back and it was a brilliant goal from Kyogo although it may go down as an Ash Taylor own goal Aaron Moy fed the ball wide to Rayo Hatate man of the match Rayo Hatate who put a brilliant ball across the face and again Kyogo showed his outstanding movement slid in a front of his defender tapped it in and it did hit uh, Taylor on the way through the game opened up a bit more after as you'd expect the hoops were in total control and looked a lot more like their usual selves Jota broke through a couple of times forced a big save from Walker a couple of minutes later the keeper then made a great save from Hatate after strike from outside the box Abad and Maida both went close then Jakumakis headed off the bar from 5 yards before rattling it again from 25 yards it would have been a beautiful goal and then right at the death James Forrest somehow uh, hammered the ball down the keeper's throat when he had all the time in the world he then smashed the rebound off the post when he had to score it was amazing that Celtic didn't get that third goal but Killy can be thankful to Walker in the goal and the woodwork itself that it was only two it could have easily been five in the end not Celtic's best performance of the season but they were impressive in the second half and it is job done they moved 12 points clear of Rangers full time here at Celtic Park it's Celtic 2 Kilmarnock nil. come on then Celtic fans what did you make of that 01419511025 what did you like about the performance uh, maybe if there was something you didn't like, you could share that as well. But I'm pretty sure 
Um, it was a, a mainly comfortable afternoon for you But do pick up the phone right now It's your chance to have your say on the open line It's full time in Paisley, David Friel Full time, Gordon St Man one hearts one Stephen Robinson in front of me, he's a frustrated man They made it an impressive ten home games unbeaten But I think St Man will feel his side should have a lot more to show from this one. Hearts weren't great. Robert Snodgrass cancelled out Ryan Strain's early free kick to give them a point, but I think St Mirren, on the balance of chances, they wasted some really good ones, should have probably won this game. Ryan Strain went off injured after 17 minutes, but he'd already claimed the opener early on. Cammy Devlin bars Keanu Bacchus over and Strain's 25-yard free kick flew into the top corner past Xander Clark. I think it did have a slight deflection. St Mirren were the better team in the first half. Ali Grieve ran himself to a standstill, but just couldn't score. He had so many chances, so many opens, couldn't get on the end of crosses. When he did get on the end of one at the back post in first half injury time he volleyed way over the bar Hearts had been really poor in the first half St Man again had more chances at the start of the second half Alec Grieve, Curtis Main, both of in efforts but Hearts then made the most of the let-offs with a freak equaliser on 49 minutes from Snodgrass it seemed to be a pretty straightforward cross into the box from wide in the right but both players from both teams challenged but it just evaded absolutely everybody and flew past Trevor Carson it was game on at that point Hearts were a lot better they up to pressure, Lawrence Shankler did a weak header save, they headed over the bar, Alan Forrest, he, he crashed one into the side netting as well, but then St Mirren came back again, Curtis Mayne had a shot saved, and Toyosi Olusanya fired over on a counter-attack. You wondered what would the ending be like, but it was actually a bizarre one. St Mirren won a free kick wide in the right, Marcus Fraser then got a red card, even though the referee had penalised the Hearts player. So Hearts stay in third, St Mirren slipped down to six, and I think the visitors will probably be happy with the point on the balance of play. Full time, St Mirren won, Hearts won. And now it's over to you to have your say. The best part of a Saturday, we've watched, we've listened, we've seen good things, bad things, refereeing, talking points, I'm sure, and whatever else is out there on a Saturday afternoon. Now is when you tell us what you made of it. 0141 951 1025 Celtic fans You'll be getting back In the car It was 2-0 That doesn't look like A massively comfortable Scoreline But the second half Performance Was that particularly Dominant What did you like about it How would you sum up Kyogo's goal scoring At the moment Maybe Ash Taylor Is getting that one Taken off him though um, For the, the own goal Jota Back in about it After a sort of Up and down period for him Alistair Johnson played again What did you make of it all? Come on 01419511025 Aberdeen fans You'll be happy Share of the spoils And Paisley uh, Big games tomorrow as well Rangers fans What are your thoughts Ahead of Dundee United? What do you want to see From Michael Beale's team Tomorrow 01419511025 And we will take as many calls As possible next After the action It's your reaction 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line It's that time of the night when you have your say on today's big talking point so do get in touch Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are here and they're waiting for you I'll do a quick full-time round-up to set the scene in the Scottish Premiership it finished Aberdeen 2, St Johnston 0 Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0 Ross County 0, Livingston 2 and St Mirren 1, Hearts 1 in the Championship are Broth 1, Inverness 4, Air United 1, Hamilton Ackies 0, Partick Thistle 2, Morton 1, Cove Rangers 0, Queen's Park 6. In League 1, Clyde 1, Kelty 2, FC Edinburgh 0, Dunfermline 1, Falkirk 2, Montrose 1, Peterhead 0, Airdrie 3 and Queen of the South 1, Alloa 2. In Scottish League 2, Annan 0, 4 for 2, Bonnie Rig Rose 0, Albion Rovers 4, Elgin 1, East 5 2, and Stenhouse Muir 2, Stranraer 1. And now it is over to you, 
1025 What are we expecting For the next hour Hugh Keevans Well You should only examine Celtic's performance today Flat in the first half Said uh, Gabriel At the game Second half I thought Celtic Could have scored Six Seven Maybe even eight They swarmed over Kilmarnock And they were entertaining And they rattled the post They rattled the crossbar On several occasions Uh, They are now 12 points ahead of Rangers The goal difference is now up to 22 Uh, Rangers tomorrow Really have to be as good as they were Second half against Celtic on Monday When they go to Tannadice And for Jim Goodwin Major result to win 2-0 at Batodre Take the heat off You can look forward to the cup tie against Rangers next weekend St Mirren Hearts It sounded like it deserved to be a draw And for Malky Mackay at Ross County Nailed to the floor And it's starting to look worrying I think looking at the game at Celtic Park Gordon You know we've had a week chatting about referees and decisions But surely Celtic fans want to come on and pay compliment to their side And particularly the way that they played in the second half Hugh's right, the first half was flat But they kept going to the 45th minute Where they eventually get a goal The second half was a different performance They were absolutely excellent The substitutions that came on were great as well Added to it, and Hugh is right They could have scored 5, 6, 7 The amount of times they hit the crossbar, the post The goalkeeper made saves They were excellent And they moved 12 points ahead now Over to Rangers tomorrow yeah, I agree with the boys. I, th- I think you look at the first half and you it's a compliment to Celtic. They weren't at the sparkling best. But for me, I always thought they looked comfortable in control. They find a way. They get it 1-0 at half time. Uh, that changes the game completely. Second half, you know that Celtic are going to come at you. You know they're going to open you up. They created chance after chance. Uh, they were comfortable, comfortable winners for me today. But the big winner, I think, and I said it earlier, I thought this weekend's a big weekend for some managers. Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen, well done. He certainly needed that victory. Okay, let's go to the phones because Mark is a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld. How would you sum it up today, Mark? Uh, good evening, guys. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game. It was a, like, like you said, it was pretty flat first half. Um, I think. Celtic were trying maybe a wee bit too hard and to be honest to, to be fair to Kilmarnock they didn't come and attack very much but they sat in and they were dogged they actually put is it Robinson I think his name is attacking midfielder guy he sat him on Cal McGregor and that had quite a big impact in the way Celtic played the game in the first half in the second they got the goal though in the second half um, I thought we were a lot sharper a lot brighter um, I don't know if that's maybe Kilmarnock tired maybe, but Celtic went up the gears a wee bit more and probably should have scored a couple of goals more like you know you could see the game plan from Kilmarnock, Mark. It wasn't this absolute park the bus that we sometimes see and people complain about. It wasn't that. Mark on the lines identified it really well, talking about what Scott Robinson did and, and trying to stop Callum McGregor. And um, it looked like it was working up to a point. Yeah. Got, but you know, just seeing it out for that last couple of minutes of the first half. Well, it's diff- difficult, of course, if you're Kelly, um, because the quality always shines through. Now, especially if you leave gaps and you're not as tight as a, a team going there and just playing all out defence. Kilmarnock were brave. We said it in the first half. They tried pressing Celtic, and then they get undone. You know, the gaps between the the right wing back and the centre half too big and Burnaby picked that pass beautifully and it's a good goal. The second half was just a different game altogether. I thought Kilmarnock still played the same way. You saw them pressing Celtic, but it went from Alistair Johnson in 18-yard box to Jota to Moy. Hatati's run is fantastic. 
And one touch in the box And it's a goal And the game's gone For Kilmarnock So that's the danger If you're one of these teams And you go You know what I'm going to go face to face With a side You get picked off How much of it was Celtic upping the quality In the second half And how much of it As Mark suggests Is, is it maybe just inevitable That if you're Kilmarnock You cannot keep it up Yeah What, I, what, what I, happened I, I, I think that Terry McInnes Would have been unha- Happy at half time Okay Unhappy the fact They lost the goal But their game plan Up until The final minutes Of the first half Was excellent Gordon but I give all the credit. People, you need to get away from this fact that Celtic are playing at home. Look at the players they've got. Everybody expects them to come out, first whistle, run over the t- uh, toppy teams, score three, four goals, comfortable, everybody's happy, away home. Football doesn't work like that. Sometimes you give credit to the opposition. I thought Derek McInnes today set his team up brilliantly well. They worked very well indeed. They lacked a little bit of concentration to get them in at half-time, nil-nil. Second half, Celtic come out after a few words from Ange Postacoglu, obviously with the one-goal lead, and just showed their quality. And over a piece of... You know, you could probably... Uh, most teams can go to Celtic Park and they can dig in there, they can look disciplined for so many minutes. To do it for 90-plus minutes is a massive, massive job against a team that will just run you about the pitch and open up spaces. Who impressed you in particular, Mark? Uh, I thought the, the new right-back, Alison Johnson, I thought he was really good. Um, I, I was, in the second half, Rio Hattati was unplayable. They just couldn't pin him down. Um, and I, you know, I think you said as well, we should have scored about six. I don't know, Maeda, he's... he's I, I like the way, I like the way he plays, but see if he had a, if he's a couple inches taller, he'd have got an end of a couple of good goals there probably in the second half and maybe about four or five. But uh, no, uh, I thought the right back was outstanding. And I got to say, uh, even though Kamala did sit in and the press, they've got a big boy up front as his first game today, and uh, he looks like a quite a big unit, big strong lad who can maybe hold the ball up. So maybe against other teams, he's, they've got a bit of a chance with him, like you know. Absolutely, um, yeah, January signing. Um... Alistair Johnson Mark what did you make of him he's stood out for your namesake on the line yeah yeah good again um, Celtic fans I think will be going away happy again what they've seen him pretty much carrying on through the performance he gave at Ibrox assured in the ball again looks athletic saying the same things I said on Monday you know looks to get forward again I think it'll take him a wee bit of time to catch on to the the actual inverted fullback situation Ralston and Juranovic on that right hand side got it done to a T and Taylor obviously on this other side Burnaby I think is still getting to grips with it and it'll take a wee bit of time but for a right back to come here three weeks this is his second game he's been a standout in both amazing your first three games for Celtic number one Ibrox number two Celtic Park number three Hamden because Alistair Johnston will be there next Saturday evening that's for sure and you know it's the same two teams Celtic, Kilmarnock do the Kilmarnock players subconsciously think oh Celtic again or do the Celtic players think oh this is a piece of cake so you know mentality is going to be very powerful next Saturday evening the, the, you know, Celtic's mentality has to be forget about winning 5-0 at Rugby Park forget about winning 2-0 at Celtic Park and it might have been 7 it has to be about Hamden mm. Park and the Cup and defending the trophy that Celtic have in their boardroom It's a good point about Alistair Johnson's footballing tour of Glasgow I must admit I hadn't noticed um, Mark what about Josip Juranovic because Alistair Johnson is catching your eye does he just stay in the team does he keep Juranovic out until such time as a, a bid appears if it does this window um, 
I don't think, I'll be honest with you, unless the boy gets injured, I don't think Juranovic will play again for Celtic. If, um, I, I, I could be wrong, you know, and I like him, I think he's a great player, and he's, I know that his agent has spoke up about him and he's trying to get a move and stuff, but he's never let Celtic down. He had a bad game last week, but I'll probably put that down to maybe being sick or ill, and he was just off it. Everybody's allowed to have one off game, but um, I don't think he'll play for Celtic again. I think I think they're keeping him because I think he's going to be sold. Um, I think probably Celtic are wanting him sold now because they've brought in guys to cover that position. You're top, you're top heavy. If he doesn't get sold in this window, you're top heavy. Because you've invested in Alistair Johnson And he's there and he's doing well I feel for Juranovic Because he's now in that position Where he's waiting for his agent And for Celtic to say Listen we've had an offer uh, And in the meantime he's in limbo uh, And that that's not a, a pleasant place For a player to be Find it hard to second guess Ange Postacoglu No, you wouldn't be surprised If next week you know, against Kilmarnock at Hamden, if Juranovic was in the starting lineup, I, I agree. Listen, we're marking you that it's very unlikely, but the amount of changes that Postacoglu makes, and you wouldn't be weakening the team. That's the thing. Juranovic was suffering from illness on Monday at one of his worst games, and I did feel for him. But if he had to play today, or if he has to play next week, he's you throw, not weakening you, that position. You throw something in there, Mark. Uh, this is how well Alistair Johnson started his Celtic career because Celtic fans aren't really too. You know, too upset about Juranovic. And you're talking about a top-class right-back here in Juranovic. Let's not get kidding and forget how good a player he is. You know, so it'd be interesting to see. I do agree. I think if it's at this stage now, Juranovic, if he's going to move on, has to move on quickly. But the Celtic fans are delighted with the replacement, Alistair Johnston. But... I'm with Mark. You don't second-guess a Celtic manager. He could play anything next week. Mm, thank you, Mark. Let's move on to the Kilmarnock side of things with Simon, who's on the line. What did you make of it today? Uh, hi, guys. Hope you're all well. Thank you. Um, frustrated is the, the real answer, to be honest. First minute, um, it's a penalty. <laughs> it should have been a penalty. Starfield was bar- barged into him, was clumsy. You know, I don't think it was a deliberate like attempt to tackle somebody, but he clumsily took the player down. That should be a penalty. Um, and then the most frustrating one of all is is a handball in the box in the lead up to Celtic's second goal, um, and they go up the park and score. There was no even any nothing, no mention on Celtic TV, albeit whether it was being checked or not. It, we see, I've seen replays back from it. It's a clear as day handball. You've seen those given multiple times this season, and Celtic go up the other end of the park and score now. I'm going to caveat this by saying there's definitely not a conspiracy against Kilmarnock. However, I think it's just human nature that in the week where Celtic have been piling on the pressure onto referees, the manager included, we Kilmarnock, a team like Kilmarnock, were never going to get a decision. Even though it was maybe 60-40, 70-30, they were never going to get that decision today. And I think it's cost us because I think performance-wise, we were we were really resolute. Mayo handled Dyson Maida fantastically well all afternoon. I thought Jota was quiet except for one defensive slip which led to their first goal. So, you know, going into the semi-final next week, I'm actually really confident that we can nullify them, frustrate them, and then with Kyle Lafferty back, possibly hit them in the counter and and take something and get through to the final because, you know, I think our overall performance was really good. I just think that was two decisions that were never going to go in our favour today. We got a good look at the one that that Simon's talking about. was very early. I think it was the first minute Starfelt on the edge of the box... What did you make of that one? Uh, Simon, I didn't think that was a penalty. I must say, now, the look that we got at it, maybe 
didn't show too many camera angles. I but remember from it, what I it saw, certainly raised your eyebrow. I remember you were interested in it. Yeah. But when you when you when I saw it, it back, yeah, yeah. In real time, I thought, oh, referees get a decision there that will be looked at, and and rightly so. However, when I seen the replay, I thought it would have been soft, and I thought it was the right decision. Um, the handball, I, I, I've got to be honest again, Simon. I didn't see the handball, but you seem pretty certain it was a handball. Um, so I couldn't really comment on that. I, I think it's a, Simon, with the greatest respect, I think it's inevitable that people say, "Ah, you see, Celtic have been piling on the pressure." Celtic have been complaining about VAR from the first weekend. Of VAR's implementation When they had a variety of decisions Given uh, against them Or not for them At Tynecastle when they played Hearts So this is not What happened today Is not about what happened at Ibrox on Monday Um, If we are to believe that VAR Is the all-seeing eye Then the referee would have been told To stop the game surely For a check it's nothing to do with Celtic TV. They're there to look after Celtic's side of things. No, he's just saying it wasn't mentioned. So you, 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 that's yeah. that bit that you, we spoke about during the week. You just don't always, you don't always know what stage it gets to. Does the is the referee, is the VAR just saying, "Yep, I've had a look at that. You're fine. On you go." Well, surely that must be the mm. case. Otherwise, yeah, well, yeah, would have been your point. Otherwise, Nick Walsh would have been told to stop the game uh, while they debated the, the, the subject. But as I go back to my original point. People think, ah, Celtic are making noise and asking for clarification, therefore everything will go their way now. That's simply not how it works because Celtic have been making noise about VAR since the first weekend and a succession of decisions have gone against Celtic thereafter. Simon? Yeah, with all due respect to you, they have been making noise but never to this extent. I've never heard Ange Postacoglu properly come out and attack the referees in VAR the way he did this week. You know, that is a that is a, a tactic they've used and fair enough, you know, they're one of the biggest teams in the country, they can do that. It's just frustrating because I understand what Mark was saying, but do you think that he made a clear attempt to get the ball in that first tackle? Because for me, that was as clear as a stumble into Vassell. I'm sorry, but see if those two decisions had went against Celtic, if that was a Kelly player that there was a handball, a fifty fifty or whatever you want to call it, a handball in the box, and then Kelly had went up the other end of the park and scored you should need to have the phone lines until midnight yeah, to handle the. But, but where was VAR then, Simon? That's what I'm asking. That's, that's, that's what his problem is. Well, but, well presumably, the... presumably those who were dealing with the mm-hmm. VAR felt there, that there was no need to stop the game. No, but that's what Simon's disagreeing with. Oh, but Simon's a Kamala supporter, therefore. Oh, he... hold on a minute. If we, we, is that, to be fair, one thing you couldn't disagree with, when it is a. Even if it. Mark's disagreed Mark doesn't think it was a penalty anyway having spent the week getting battered off Celtic fans because yeah. you thought that the Conor Goldson <laughs> yeah. one was right so it's got nothing to do with that um, but th- that is the supply and demand Simon nature of it Simon is basing so- his case on the the, the, the Ange Postacoglu press conference no, and the bit, what he said the, No the bit I was about to agree with is if there is a marginal decision involving Celtic or Glasgow's big two in general of course we do hear about it more Simon's on to question the decision As we always do in this It's not enough to say We can't just start saying now oh, Well the referee gave it And VR didn't So we shrug the shoulders And we move on well, Because we've spent the week Not doing that That's I'll, Simon's point I'll be very interested In what Derek McInnes has to say Because I, I think I can guarantee you now He won't even bring up the subject We'll find out I guess Ooh, I think he, I think he <laughs> might Hugh, Bring up the subject in this week Where 
decisions have been poured over and, and criticised from both sides. Um, they did have again, a, they, uh, from memory, they had a Nick Walsh stopped for a bit, didn't he? Did. He was getting it something. Did. I was checked. Yeah. So when I saw it at first, I thought there's definitely scope to have a look at that. When I saw it again, I, I thought Starfield was maybe a wee bit clumsy, but it wasn't apparently. Now I've got to assume that the VR referee. And the referee then got that right, in my opinion. Much like the one on Monday, the, the referees looked at it, they got it right. Simon, of course, thinks otherwise. We're never going to get away from this. That fans of the, the team whose the decisions went against will think it's wrong. But well, what sums it up, Mark, is, is simple. And Simon's on as a Kamarnock supporter there, basically saying it. It's not just the big two that disagree with the decisions and feel aggrieved that they don't get them. Simon was, you know, Kamarnock support today, thinking he should have had a penalty kick and obviously the, the lead up to the to the Celtic second goal. Um but I don't think it takes any away from the Celtic performance today. I've got to say. I know Simon will get next week the semi final, um, you know, a bit more confident because mm-hmm. I thought Derek had them very well organised, but I thought quality showed in the end. Just while I'm feeling pedantic, don't call him a VAR referee. That's like saying ATM machine. <laughs> All right. Well, that, for next week, good. That's you had your lecture. Uh, thanks to Simon on the line, giving us the Kilmarnock side of things. What's on your mind? Oh one four one nine five one one two five. We'll start hearing from managers next as well. The games are over. The talking begins. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Deal, all here. We're reacting to all of today's football action. So whatever you've got. Share it with us on the phones It's your chance to have your say And at this stage on a Saturday We start hearing from the managers as well What did they make of it? You get the guys that are delighted with their team The guys that are raging with their players The ones who can't believe how hard done by they've been by the officials I'm sure we'll get it all So stay tuned between now and 6 o'clock What did Mark and Mary Hill make of Celtic's performance today, Mark? Good evening, gentlemen How are we doing? Good, good How are you? Yeah, very well, very Good well. Man. Listen, and before I crack on, I'd just like to say, see, I'm the oldest. Um, I am the real Mark Wilson. Thank you. You're saying you're Wilson <laughs> as well? It is indeed. Oh, nice to meet you, Mark <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> there is only, would the real Mark Wilson please stand yeah. up? Yeah, he's the oldest, I'll give him yeah. that. Have you ever had the displeasure of meeting your namesake, Mark and Mary Hill? Um, outside Parkhead a couple of times, um, yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Actually, uh, Mark, did you ever use it? I don't want to turn this into like just a personal conversation, but did, did you and I meet each other at a charity function recently? No. No. Right. No. So there, there's a thought. So another a guy came up to me, right, and said a guy came up to me at the Cash for Kids lunch. He showed me his name tag from his table, and he said, he just, "Well, he didn't say anything. He just showed oh, it." I was there. Right, and he said, "I'm Mark Wilson. So I used was. to, I used to live next to that Mark Wilson." <laughs> and he added a third bit of information that you two have in common that I'm unwilling to share on, on this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there are three of you. Anyway, to the what real, bunch, yeah. to the real Mark Wilson. Uh-huh. Uh, what think. did you make of it today? Not a bit, uh, yeah, again, another class show um, from a club. Um, before I ask my question and to, to find out your. Um, what your thoughts are on it I'd just like to say to Mr Keevans, um The first week of VAR You kind of get a wee bit angry And say can we stop talking about this And VAR is what football is From here on in VAR is the future Every single weekend um, In the past We were on Or every night Fans were on the show Moaning, complaining Conspiracies This, that and the next thing um, Nothing's going to change The only thing that changed Is VAR's in there now um, And as a Celtic supporter what happened last weekend and then the other game as far as I'm concerned that's gone 
Um, a couple of days after the game, I'm emotionally over and I move on to the next game. I just hope that Val Wall I on a couple of issues, but it's never going to be perfect. It's human beings operating both sides of it. So, Mr. Kevin's bar is football from now on. So, every weekend, and I'm kind of glad today's very quiet on it. So, we'll get the odd days where it'll be quiet and the odd days where it's just going to be people crying. So, that is what it is. Let's move on, accept it, embrace it. You're, um, you're taking a fair while to move on then. Hurry up. Go on, move on. What yeah. happened today? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, are you falling asleep there? So my question is, my club's playing the, um, the, the speed, the passion, the movement, um, everything. But can you guys tell me, why are we not take, make the most of the chances we're making? Um, a couple of games we've managed to scrape out in the last goal, in the last couple of minutes where I want to go. Um, same again today, I mean, 2-0, when it could be a lot more. But what do you guys think is stopping Celtic from doing a 7-8-0 they're never going to win like seven and eight now every week. I, I'd I'd much rather be a Celtic fan going along and seeing them create all these chances, taking a couple enough to win the game, and still have that entertainment factor. No team, no team on this planet is going to take every chance they create. It's just part and parcel of football. Look, I, I would agree with Mark today. There was a couple of the chances today. James Forrest's uh, one in particular where he has two goals at it and he's second volley he should burst an air two sitters in the space yeah. of five seconds she listened, like. she listened to the other Mark Wilson there you've got to take into consideration they've scored 65 league goals in 21 games now yeah and, and, and you're still complaining saying well when have we got to take the chances in 1-7 and 8-0 you go and ask your manager just now. He'll be absolutely delighted. Of course you miss chances. Of course a goalkeeper can have a brilliant save, a block in the line, a tackle that just stops the ball from getting in the back of it. The great thing for Celtic and Ange Postecoglou you now is looking at the goals tally, knowing that he's got players that can, you know, when under a little bit of pressure and people saying, oh, they're flat today, I've been hearing that. All of a sudden, they just burst into gear, they create chance after chance, and they eventually score goals. So, um, I, I think Mark, in the, the line there, the real Mark Wilson, has been a little bit greedy for me. I also, you get days like Tardis. Everything Celtic struck went into the net. They won 9-0, and David Tungle very nearly made it double figures. There are days when everything you hit hits the post or the bar. And Celtic is one of those days today. So Mark has to factor in human fallibility. Some days they all go in, other days it refuses to go in, except for the two that Celtic scored. So VAR is football and human nature is football. And I guess if you talk about hitting the woodwork four times, four was it four? Yeah. Um, it's not like. What do you do about that? I mean, what does Ange Postacoglu do? And don't come at me with the obvious because I know you you want to hit the target rather than hit the woodwork. But you know if you're talking that an inch either side, it's, it's not something that you you would rip up your your training regime. It's not something you're going to do anything different. You're just relying that on the moment that if you keep creating the chances, you get the breaks. But you to deserve. get to that, to, to get to that actual spot, gone, you've got to play good football. You've That's got what to I mean. It's about making those you've, opportunities. Yeah, you've got to open teams up. Now, I totally agree with Simon and come on there. I thought Kamarnock 
uh, showed great character today. I thought they were well organised. I thought Derek had a good game plan. He just come up against a side that's too good for them, and there's no no embarrassment in that. But Postecoglou will be happy in this, the fact that we are working on to create these chances day in, day out in training, the timing of the run, taking defenders away, the weight of the pass, and today four four off the woodwork. Um, I just think that if you're a Celtic fan looking at Celtic attacking flair scoring goals I think you'd be a very happy person Did you you see anything Mark that makes you think Kilmarnock could cause you any problems in the semi-final next week? It could be dogged that's for sure and definitely um, each game on game day anything can happen but I just want to clear one thing up definitely not complaining absolutely not complaining that we're not scoring all these goals I just wanted to find out a few because recently the last um, leading up to um, the end of the year there we did struggle a little bit to finish teams off even though we were making all these chances I just wanted to find out if it was maybe like, I'm thinking it could be an overconfidence thing that these players are getting out there and they're that, they're that good in confidence in themselves so no, definitely happy with my team um, today started off a little bit slow um, and then just got back into a stride and I, I, it's beautiful to watch sometimes and the, the, the two the two boys um, from the other side of the world, where they get their engines from, I don't know. And by the looks of it, um, the young Canadian, I think he's going to be another one that can just run for 90 minutes and not even think about it. So the pace, the passion, everything about the club is brilliant. Um, that was the fitness training regime that you put yeah. Alistair Johnson through, wasn't it, AJ, when he was 12? He was a good boy. He took a lot on board. What car? <laughs> Yeah, very good, and he's obviously reaping the... <laughs> uh, thanks to Mark and Mary Hill. Let's bring in Ben and get a St Mirren perspective today. Describe it to us, Ben. Hi, you guys. Yeah, I'm just on the home for the, the, the game. Um, enjoyed the game. It was kind of getting on two halves, I think, but uh, uh, we missed a lot of chances in the first half to make it two, which would have been great. But uh, I guess that's kind of my point, because I'm really glad with you know the way we're playing and the, and the system, etc., but I think what's going to hold us back from top six or a European spot is going to be um, probably the strikers in terms of they're all they're all physical, hard working, run the channels, uh, great. But they're all terrible finishers, um, and I don't see any of them getting more than five or six league goals a season. And I think that's probably going to hold us back from a, a really successful season. But I just wanted to get in the panels some yeah. thoughts on that. I, I wonder, Ben, because I, I've often had the suspicion that. We or, or people do this from the outside because if you're not a St Mirren fan, you get your St Mirren snapshot when they play Celtic or Rangers. And what you'll see is on those days, you know, Curtis May and Ayunga, they'll battle really hard and it catches the eye and people talk about how much of a handful they are. When it gets to the, the so-called bread and butter games against the teams round about you, do you ultimately need them to just score a bit more often? Yeah. No, absolutely. We're kind of relying on the midfielders and others to score more of the goals. Um, and, and we're doing better than usual, which is, which is great, but we probably just don't have the budget to get a good striker in and load. You know, like I, mean, I saw what Mr. Johnson saying, Dickie Clark, I was thinking, oh, he'd do a job for us, but I just don't think we've, we've got it. Uh, and, and that's probably going to kind of just hold us back a wee bit. But uh, but yeah, I just uh, want to get the panel's thoughts on, on the strike situation. I just, I just, uh, they just, just, you get in the box you don't really seem to have much composure right. in terms of hitting the target I think you're a bit harsh on your team Ben you're two points behind Aberdeen you know th- I think he's just talking specifically though what those strikers are bringing can they score them but well, more goals I think that's the aim you know I, I accept that what, what St Mirren have now 22 goals for the season and lost 26 they're making a little go a long way 
And I think it's first and foremost credit to Stephen Robinson because he's two points behind Aberdeen with two games in hand. I, I find that astonishing. The most important uh, position in the park, Hugh. If you can find, if you can find a guy at that level that's banging you goals left, right, and centre, you one, you're delighted to have him, but you're not going to have him for long because someone will come along. Mm-hmm. You look at Shanklin just now. He's playing with Hearts. Hearts fancy themselves as the third biggest club in the country, uh, banging the goals in for fun, and all of a sudden getting linked to clubs all over the place. That's what happens when you're a striker. Very difficult for teams like St Mirren's, the Motherwell's, the Kilmarnock's to go and get a top-class striker that will bang you in the goals to you know lift you up that league and also. Hold on to him. Ben, Ben's uh, argument's right, though. I mean, if they want to get to the next level, you do need something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, on paper, on paper, Maine and Brophy would look a good partnership. Maybe even better when it was a few years ago. But it just doesn't... It's, I don't think it's worked. You know, Boyd Greaves came in and I think he's done fine. But if you want to get to the next level, there's nothing wrong with where St Mirren are just now, but if you want to get to the next level, like Daz says, you need to find a gem mm. from and somewhere. It's, so it is very difficult. See, if you look back... On the last Even like five seasons You'd obviously take Celtic and Rangers out of it There are very few And and then That's before you consider That Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts Have got a bigger budget Than St Mirren do Very few players of that level Even get double figures And if they do It's it's sort of 11, 12 you know, I'm thinking last few Charles, years Charles, Charles Cook, Cook yeah. Bruce Anderson I think Got about 11 yeah. last season Seasons gone by Sam Cosgrove was a bit of an outlier But again That's a, is that it, was a strong is it Aberdeen not, team Is it not the case That St Mirren are already At the next level Because St Mirren In a position as high as they are In the league I think There's a, a glass ceiling For St Mirren And I think they're They're knocking on it right it's now It's not there yet though I suppose Ben's looking at That's that's the next step To guarantee that they stay there Or, or look upwards Ben Would that be the, the thought? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my ambition would be to, to go on a European trip with St Mirren, and that's what I'm really hoping for, even that fifth place. But uh, uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, who knows. In the second half of the season, we just have to be good with injuries and stuff like that, and and, and who knows. But uh, but we've got a good, we have a good system and a good good defence, which is helping us out. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think uh, we'll just have to hope we stay clear of injury. That will give us the best chance. Uh, ben from producer Callum and myself believers when we say that getting that European place can sometimes it's not all that it's cracked up to be it can be good fun <laughs> but after the start to this season uh, sometimes you're better off without it anyway that was Ben and Bishopton we're going to hear from the likes of Ange Postacoglu next and we'll preview Rangers trip to Tanadice and Motherwell Hibs as well after they play you have your say 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's that point of a Saturday where we start getting reaction from the managers I always like this bit I mean, we like the madness If somebody's ranting and raving, of course, that's good uh, But there might be a bit of calm analysis of a game Or maybe even uh, an issue out with the 90 minutes today For instance, Ange Postacoglu You're about to hear his thoughts on the game today The result, the performance And also the future of Georgios Giacomakis Yeah, first half was a bit was a bit sticky You know, when we were getting right into the game of flow um, Yeah, some of it was Yeah, I'll give them credit They were sort of well structured, well organised But, yeah, we didn't make some good choices Sort of in the front third especially um, you know, decision making wasn't great, but um, yeah, the boys are disciplined. We got a really good goal. You know, stuff we work on. I think 
could have more opportunities like that in the first half, but then second half I thought we were really good. You know, dominated the game, played it in the areas we wanted to, scored a great goal and probably should have had two or three more towards the end there. But uh, so yeah, overall pleased. As I kept saying, I just deal with what's in front of me and what I see every day. And you know, Jacko's been working hard, and you know, Kiyoga's obviously in great form, scoring every week, and um, you know, he's he's having to play the part of you know coming on and, and making a contribution and. You know, he hasn't flinched from that. He hasn't sort of dropped his head. He's, um, he's tackled that task. Now, fair to say he'd love to score a goal because he's a goal scorer, but it's not for the lack of trying. I don't think about those things. I, I don't think about who I want to keep or who wants to leave. For me, I just work on a daily basis with the group I have in front of me. Um, you know, if anything changes or if, you know, because, again, you know, people have their own sort of desires and ambitions uh, in, in their football career and, our role is to make sure that you know we're supporting them um, in in those endeavours, and if if that ever changes or if they think opportunity is is better for them elsewhere, then we'll go through that process then. But I don't sit there on a daily basis. I may want to keep all of them, but I could get you know offers for them that you know I think it was in my first year of coaching that you know my favourite player left me after two games, mate, because he had a better offer. So I've never fallen in love with them. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's always like that, Ange, isn't he? You know, he can't spend every day wondering if Juranovic wants to go or Giacomacus wants to go or any speculation surrounding his players. But he is getting to the stage now where the first 11 today, full of terrific players. The bench, full of terrific players. Um, but one or two of them will get fed up with the... 15 minute, 20 minute cameo appearances They want more game time And then he will have to Cast his mind on that subject He's never fallen in love with them Don't get too attached yeah. well, that's, that's, there for you. that's where my downfall right? was I love um, them all But on the subject <laughs> of football players <laughs> um, I, I, I like that again You don't really hear managers say that uh, Again that He's a no-nonsense manager. He deals with what's in front of him. Again, I like that. He'll never change his principles. If five years players have to leave in this window, he will coach the same way if he gets five in. And I suppose that's it's quite unusual as a manager. All managers have their favourites. I've no doubt Ange Postacoglu might have one or two in there as well. 100%. It just gets on with the job. And that's what I took from that. Whatever's put in front of him, he will coach them the same way and hopefully get the same outcomes. I think he's in a position that, uh, you know, if, if players do leave, he's confident in his own ability in the transfer market. He's confident in the ability of the Celtic board to back him uh, because of uh, what he's achieved in the transfer market. Of course, as a manager, you'll be sitting there sometimes and thinking, yeah, OK, I'm maybe not in console one or two, like Juranovic, Michael, Yakimakis, whatever, because he's not happy. Players are quite entitled to not be happy. If I was a centre-forward and I was at Celtic just now and I'm watching the, the likes of Kyogo, and he's right, it's very hard to argue and get in chat the manager's door and say, why am I not getting your chance, my chance? Well, quite simple. He's just answered that he's scoring every week. That's yeah. why you're not getting your chance. So it's up to you to decide, are you happy to, to sit there and wait your opportunity or do you go elsewhere? But the thing with his confidence is he knows that no matter who leaves that building, he will replace him. But we still have to see on the park Kobayashi and Iwata. Another two players who have to be assimilated into this side. It stands to reason that 
There have to be outgoings well, I don't think we had one single call I could be right I don't think we had one single call One single tweet And certainly not one single pundit on here Who did not think that the arrival of Alistair Johnson Meant a departure for Josip Juranovic We're only seven days in right? But if there, is no, if there are no concrete bids yet Surely this window does not end With those two plus Anthony Ralston can I, I can I, I touched on it earlier There is 39 recognised first team players at Celtic 29 just now because 10's out on It's a squad that is is just too big Now some fans will go Well that's great because we're covering all bases What I can tell you from a player's point of view mm. It isn't great If you're third If Anthony Ralston Juranovic stays And he's third in the pecking order He's not wanting to go for playing 40 games a season and so many goals and assists to no football at all. I suppose in some regard it would be considered a nice problem to have, though. Let's hear from Derek McInnes talking about the game today and what it does or doesn't do for next week. Well, simplistically, I I thought we did a lot right first half. Um, you know, when you come to a place, Celtic, when they've got uh, various threats all over the pitch, you know, they, you're going to have to concede possession. But what we wanted to do was try and we decide where that possession was conceded and I thought we were very good on that side of it. Um, we go with two strikers to try and give us an out and carry a threat on the turnover of possession and try to keep their centre-backs honest at times. And I thought, um, well, we would like to have carried more of a threat. There's an understanding that um, we uh, we have to maybe pick and choose our moments and I thought we did have some good moments. But the biggest part of it for me was we were very good um, at a possession. I thought the organisation was good, attention to detail was good. I don't think my keepers had a safety mate until the goal, um, which when you come to Celtic Park and I've you know, played, against, played against various Celtic teams over the years, maybe none as good as this one, to be honest. Um, so we, we knew we'd have to be very good to try and keep that all those different threats at bay. And I thought we were. It's just it's a reminder it is ahead of next week that, you know, get that concentration, players will be looking at the clock as well. That concentration's got to be there. But we've got bundles of spirit, loads of togetherness enough good players get good experience in certain areas um, so we're going to go to Hamden and, and have a go and every day also be watching it you know I'm, I'd rather be having a chance and, and amongst it as difficult as the challenge is than sitting watching Celtic play somebody else in the semi-final so I want my players to try and relish what's there for them and um, you never know as I say in semi-finals we've seen it before um, you, know, some, you can't upset the odds and that's what we're going to have to try and do if I was a headline writer I'm listening to him say I have played against many Celtic sides over the years None as good as this one Now Derek McInnes played for Rangers uh, You know, He has been a student of the game uh, And he thinks that this is the best Celtic side he's come across So that's a, a big compliment to Celtic um, Yeah, that's quite interesting that Yeah well, uh, I, I think I, I said similar a couple of weeks ago That this Celtic side uh, The way they're coached The way they play The pace they play Their fitness levels Their ability to get goals Right at the end of games It's just like Everything rolled into one You know All these Celtic Great Celtic teams Throughout the years I think it surpasses A lot of them And I get that Brendan Rodgers Style of play Was eye catching And it Took everybody by storm And the trophies Were there to back it up But just watching this Every week it's a different brand and a different it, level of football. It's a, an even more intriguing quote because you play them again next week in a cup tie. Uh, 
But he's obviously intent on going to Ibrooks in a uh, uh, to Hamden rather in a cup tie frame of mind. Right, talk to me about tomorrow. I didn't realise we were so late already. What is the if the is the league over? Is over? Everyone been saying that all week. Yeah, it's now yeah. twelve points. I think. What does Michael? What's Michael Beale's focus? Just keep winning. Uh, keep improving. Uh, he keeps uh, talking about steps. Um, he'll probably want to take another few of them tomorrow. Take something positive. Dundee United, a uh, good bit of form. Tanadice, never the easiest place to go. I do expect Rangers to win. But uh, it's all about progression for me uh, with Michael Beale. Um, you know, putting his stamp onto the team, the style of football. I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow he's, at Tanadice. He's unbeaten as Rangers manager. First and foremost, he wants to remain unbeaten as Rangers manager. He cannot afford to take the attitude of mind that the league is over. He has to keep winning, as Gordon said. Um, he has to think that Celtic might drop points somewhere Although it's now one defeat in 53 league games uh, So it's hard to see them slip up between now and May uh, But the notion of dropping anything at Tyredice mm. Is not one that he can entertain You know, talk about the league mark But nearly every player in the Rangers team is playing for their future Or... Yeah, playing for their future either yeah, at Rangers yeah. or somewhere else. So, whether they're twelve points behind or not, shouldn't really, if you've got professional pride about you, impact the performance Sh- level. No, shouldn't matter. The guys are right. Rangers need to keep winning, but I think the performance levels have to come up to what Michael Beale expects, and that means players playing better. And you're right; they are playing for their future. Whether that's Ryan Kent or Morelos elsewhere or under Beale, they have to perform to the highest level. To, to put themselves either on the shop window or say to Beal listen I want a new deal here and I want to be part of your plans but the the thing you rightly touched on it if you're Michael Beal and you're unbeaten you think the league's unlikely your next best thing is the Cups and going unbeaten in the league for as long as you can so that's what he'll be trying to achieve tomorrow but it's a tough old ground for Rangers Tanadice and it's not often work commitments this season not managed to just go along and I was going to say enjoy a game at Fir Park I don't know if I've mm. done that all season going to go along tomorrow and um, but I'm a bit nervous about it already Gordon I must but, say uh, the, the only thing we've got in our, our, you know the confidence is the fact that Hibs are a bit nervous Hibs manager's a bit nervous he's under severe pressure his recent um, you know wins one in what is it Hugh 10 or something 8, eight, eight losses in 10 games yeah uh, and so that is a big game but for Motherwell they've been slipping down the table they're at home they've got to make the home advantage count I'm looking for a big performance in three points. Well, we will find out. Two more big games to go in the Scottish Premiership this weekend. And whatever happens, we will look back on today, tomorrow, the whole lot on Monday night from six o'clock. So make sure you join us then. Thank you to Mark, to Gordon and Hugh for joining me in the studio. Thanks to the top team all around the grounds today. And as always, the biggest thanks by some distance goes to you. Thank you for your calls, your tweets, and just for keeping us company on a Saturday afternoon. You can't beat it, and we will do it all over again on Monday. In the meantime, you might as well stay right there. Get your weekend started with GBX. It's up next.